I always think of yoga as strength training or cross training. I think a lot of people don't think of it like that because they see it as stretching, um, but it really depends. And I know we're going to talk about this a little later on. There are so many different types of yoga. Um, and my favorite thing about it is you can make a practice as strong or as restorative as you'd like. So if you run 20 miles in the weekend because you're training for a marathon, you can make your practice so restorative and make those tight muscles feel really, really good. But if it's an you know, easy day and you only ran two miles and you still feel like you need a workout, you can can make a really hard practice. You can do a lot of more advanced poses. You can do a lot more kind of strength building in those classes to make it the workout that your body needs. So here's the question. How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, educator, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. All right, welcome, and thank you for tuning in to another episode on the Healthy Runner Podcast. And it is Monday night, which means we're going live tonight within the Healthy Runner Facebook group to talk about all things running and yoga. So have you thought about adding yoga to your running? If you have never tried yoga, do you have friends who practice yoga and you're wondering if yoga would be good for your running? Will it make you run faster? Wait, isn't yoga just stretching? So I already do stretching and I know I don't have any more time in my schedule. So I really want to know what yoga is. So I've wondered this myself. So I figured I'd bring on an expert in this area to educate us all as runners for a Monday night Spark Live show. So Rachel Pelham Serafino, who is a yoga instructor for runners and founder of Running Asana, a new kind of yoga studio built by and for runners. Um, Rachel is going to share the answers to these common questions, as well as break down the physical and mental benefits that you will see as a runner and give us tips on how we can balance yoga with our running. So those of you who are here hopping on the live, just type in live. So I know you're here with us. And those of you watching the replay, type in rerun um, that you're watching this on the replay. So Rachel, let's get started with our uh, dynamic warm-up. So who are you? Where are you from? And why do you like to run or work with runners? Hey, um, yeah, so I'm Rachel Palm Serafino. I uh, am a runner and a yogi. I live here in um, Connecticut, in Stamford, Connecticut. Um, I'm from Connecticut as well. I'm, I'm from the Naugatuck area. So if anyone's from that area, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up from that way. Um, I would say the reason why I like working with runners is just because I am one. And I think in all of the, the various physical activities I've done, I've always kind of been looking at what to do with my body with a lens of I'm a runner. So what's going to help me excel as a runner. So as I was doing my yoga teacher training and kind of practicing yoga and finding it successful in helping me as a runner, it, you know, just really got my gears turning. Like this could really help other people. Um, you know, I want to work with this population just because we're fun. As far as your running goes, how long have you, how long have you been running? Um, so not like incredibly long. I started, I ran my first 5k, 
I want to say it was 2016. It was the IRS run for refugees in New Haven. Um, and I've actually run it every, every year since. Uh, so it's like one of my favorite races. Um, but I remember in middle school, I, you know, right before high school, I was like, I'm going to join track. So my dad and I attempted to start running and that didn't go very well. Um, I never really got into it until, you know, five or so years ago. Um, and even then it wasn't like I clicked into it right away and was like a good runner or ran very often. Um, and it, it was, it was kind of a slow build. I think you mentioned it in last week's episode, like an adult onset runner. Like I am absolutely that, that kind of profile. Yeah, no, but that's so many of us though, right? So yeah. it's rare that I come into contact with many people who have been running since high school, since college, and I actually find that a lot of my college students who are runners, I, you know, touch base with them when they're in grad school. And I'm like, so, you know, how's your running coming along? They're like, oh, I don't run anymore. You know, I don't have to do it. So they just like stop running, which I find like fascinating as well. But I guess it makes yeah. sense if like growing up, that was your sport. And that was like the thing you had to do. Um, and maybe, you know, you needed to do it. So you don't really continue it. Um, so I do think that a lot of, and we talked about this last week's episode about starting out as a beginner runner, but most of us are there. So like right now, after doing it for the number of years that you have, and your story is kind of similar to Katrina's from last week, what would you say your favorite race distance is? half marathon, hands down, like no yeah, questions nice. asked. Um, it's, and this is after, you know, having finished the New York city marathon, my first marathon last fall. Um, I could totally see why people love it and fall in love with it. And I went into it saying it was going to be my one and only. And I absolutely know that's not true. Like I fully plan on doing another one eventually. Um, but I think the half distance is like the perfect, um, distance. You get a lot of challenge out of it. You have a lot of opportunity to really push yourself but it is not nearly as exhausting as training for a marathon is. I mean, that, that like took so much um, and it was really fulfilling and amazing, but at the same time, the half just feels perfect. And, you know, they're, they're always a lot of fun. There's a lot more of them. It's, I, I don't know. I really enjoy the halves. Yeah, no, that's definitely my favorite distance as well. So yeah. we have, we have that in common. So for those of you who are here, um, comment yoga for runners below. If you want to learn more tonight about, how we can implement yoga into our running. So I see that Melanie's here on the live. Hey, Melanie, how are you? Hello. Thank you for joining. Um, so Melanie says same, actually, her four-year run anniversary um, was last month. So oh, she's been run running. Yeah, so that's awesome. It. And Katrina's here. She's back on the live. Hi, Katrina. Uh, not live like last week, but she's here <laughs> on the uh, live with us. So that's awesome. Uh, so Melanie says she's she's ready. She wants to learn about yoga for runners. Um, and I do see that, um, Wes is here and Holly's here as well. So thank you guys. Hi, for Holly. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm really good friends with Holly. Are you really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> She's my running buddy. <laughs> Holly is awesome. Yeah, no, Holly is a great, great person. Holly right. is the one who, uh, kind of introduced us in a way. Okay. That's yeah. right. Yes. Oh my goodness. Now it's just like, like the connection. it's so weird how, you know, like once you get connected with someone, then you, you get in touch on social media and then yep. it's like you start following each other and that's right. Oh my goodness. I forgot. <laughs> so thank you, Holly, for connecting us because this wouldn't have happened today. If it wasn't all because of you. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. All right. So let's get into this. So I, and I'm, I'm, First to admit, I told Rachel this before uh, we actually hit live, is that I literally know probably like 3% of what there is to know <laughs> about yoga. So I'm going to be genuinely interested in learning about yoga here. So for, for my, uh, I guess, uh, PT brain and medical science brain, I, I 
kind of think about yoga and I think it's stretching and I already do a lot of that and I really don't have time for more in my schedule. So is yoga just stretching and what, what is yoga? Yeah, no. And I think that's probably one of the, the most common like misconceptions about yoga is that it's just stretching and you're just kind of, you know, stretching before or after a run. Um, yoga is a philosophy. It, the, the word yoga literally means union in Sanskrit. And it's when you're talking about union in that sense, it's thinking about the union of your individual self with um, your body, your breath, your spirit, your soul to a divine consciousness or a higher being or a kind of higher state of yourself. Um, there's in yoga, there's eight different paths to get there. There's eight limbs of yoga. Um, what we in the Western world think of when we think of yoga is just one of those limbs. It's asana. Um, it's the physical practice. It's the poses. It's the stretching that we think of. Um, but it's so when you're thinking about yoga, yes, there's stretching in it, but it's 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 a way to kind of come back to yourself. So as you're thinking about that relating to that to running, it's, it's really helping you to figure out, you know, who you are, what your goals are, what you want to do. It's a way to bring you back to, to all of that kind of ideal and philosophy. Nice. All right. So you, it's not only the physical part, but it's also a lot of kind of mental part. And I'm sure we'll probably get into a little bit Absolutely. more of that. And so what is something how do you, how does one learn more about yoga or how does one become an instructor? What does that process yeah. look like? So it's so all instructors go through what is called a 200 hour yoga teacher training. So it's obviously oh, nice. 200 hours um, and it's not just the physical practice. So again, what we in the Western world, when we think of yoga, it's mostly, mostly the physical practice. It's the poses, um, which are not all just stretching. There's a lot of strength building and, and, and kind of um, gaining flexibility, but also kind of pairing that with strength in the practice itself. Um, but to become a yoga teacher, you do have to go through a, a pretty rigorous training for most uh, studios. Um, it covers everything from the history of yoga, the philosophy of yoga, which is those kind of eight limbs that I just talked about. Um, things like pranayama, which is one of the limbs, which is all just breathing techniques and how to actually breathe. Um, mm. it's, it's amazing how, uh, you know, we do something so unconsciously. We literally breathe every second of every day, yet we are hardly ever conscious of it and and how powerful it can actually be so that's a really big piece of the training as well um, obviously there's a lot of anatomy there's a lot of making sure that as you're instructing students through poses um, you're keeping in mind all of the the physical limitations of the body and things that might be happening in people's body making sure that they're moving through the pose um, to the safest degree that their body will allow them and helping them to really find space in their body um, through their breath and through the poses that they might not have have found before Wow. No, that's great. And even what you mentioned about breathing, I could see that possibly being a benefit to us with running. Yeah. Cause honestly, I feel my personal kind of um, struggle has been the breathing aspect of my running. So the way that I always think about it and kind of break it down is the physical and the mental benefits. Um, and you can kind of think of the physical benefits are the tangible things that you're immediately going to feel. And then the mental benefits are kind of your soft skills or the things that you're going to kind of start to notice over time. They're not kind of something that's going to pop up and be like, oh, look, this is great. Um, so the physical side is, you know, I, I always think of yoga as 
strength training or cross training. I think a lot of people don't think of it like that because they see it as stretching, um, but it really depends. And I know we're going to talk about this a little later on. There are so many different types of yoga. Um, and my favorite thing about it is you can make a practice as strong or as restorative as you like. So if you run 20 miles in the weekend because you're training for a marathon, you can make your practice so restorative and make those tight muscles feel really, really good. But if it's an you know, easy day and you only ran two miles and you still feel like you need a workout, you can make a really hard practice. You can do a lot of more advanced poses. You can do a lot more kind of strength building in those classes to make it the workout that your body needs. Um, so there's a lot of different variation in yoga that you can find, which is really helpful as runners because right, some days we wake up and we feel really tight and tense and we need something a little bit softer, but other days we're like, no, we got this. We want to go run and, and feel really strong. Um, yoga, a lot of the poses naturally in themselves provide a lot of flexibility to your muscles. And obviously as runners, we tend to tighten things. So being able to kind of loosen them up, even if you're going through kind of a, a stronger practice um, is obviously really good for our muscles. Um, one of the big things that I mentioned earlier was the breathing technique. So there's a lot of opportunity to really dive into your breath. And um, as runners, you know, having really full lung capacity is really important, particularly as you're running up hills or something like that. Um, that's kind of when I always start to lose my breath. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, just thinking about, again, about what I mentioned before about rest and recovery. I think as runners, we tend to always try to move at a 110 miles an hour. Um, but I think one of the physical things that yoga has always helped me to do is learn how to rest and learn how to find recovery even when I'm in the middle of a training cycle. Um, so again, kind of finding those yoga practices that aren't, you know, uh, super fast paced or super challenging or kind of putting you into these really twisty pretzel poses, um, but really allowing you to settle in, allowing you to relax, allowing you to kind of settle into your breath um, and just kind of let your muscles react, relax. Nice. So what I heard there is again, this is kind of interpreting through my medical peaky brain, um, <laughs> is that it does involve strength that people aren't aware of. So we know, and for those of you who've been following along within this group, you know the importance of strengthening mm -hmm. to train in order to run, right? And that's one of our big principles in the Spark Blueprint, as well as the fourth principle is soft tissue care for runners and stretching and recovery and making sure that we're recovering from those miles that we're logging on the road because we're constantly contracting our muscles over and over again with every single step we take. So we need that recovery part. And kind of what you're saying is that yoga allows for that recovery, allows for the stretching. And I always like to think of it as when you're running, you're contracting those muscles. And when you contract a muscle, it actually shortens. So that muscle shortens and if you're out there for it, right, like last, long run on, you know, Saturday, I was out there for an hour and 40 minutes. That's yeah. an hour and 40 minutes of those muscles getting shorter and shorter. And if I don't restore them back to the resting length, then they're going to get tighter over time, right? And that muscle, if I just kept doing that same thing and only running and not taking care of the soft tissue, then those muscles are going to get a lot tighter, possibly, mm -hmm. possibly being a risk factor for a future running related injury. Um, so I like that yoga kind of encapsulates both of those principles that I feel so strongly about this is kind of a, another sidebar question, because like <laughs> I told you, I'm going to have a lot of questions no, today I love it. is, does it take a long time to do yoga? Like, do you have to dedicate like an hour for like a yoga session? 
No, so the, the okay. standard kind of studio length for classes is an hour. So if you're like looking to sign up online for a yoga class, now they're all online. But if you were to walk into a studio, chances are you'd find an hour long class or an hour and 15 minute long class, um, which is why I think most runners don't get into yoga because most runners don't want to spend an hour and 15 minutes in a studio. They want to spend an hour and 15 minutes running. Um, but you can start to see those benefits from yoga from even just 15 to 20 minutes a day. And um, so the way that I actually got into yoga, I was um, teaching abroad in France uh, in 2014. Um, and I was in France. So I was eating a lot of croissants and baguettes and just very stressed because I was learning French and trying like, to live in a, a new um, country. So I started doing yoga online through YouTube and there was a, like a 30 day yoga challenge and it was like 15 minutes most days. I think the longest one was 30 minutes. And after just doing that for a month, doing 15 to 30 minutes of yoga a month, it was absolutely amazing the difference that I felt in my body. And this was before I was even running. This was just kind of me trying to find some balance as I was living through a pretty chaotic time in my life. Um, so it doesn't have to be anything crazy and you don't have to be doing these like really intense, you know, pretzel looking poses that you see on like the covers of magazines or, you know, when you think of yoga. Um, Cause I think that's another thing that really intimidates runners who sometimes have such tight hamstrings that they can't even like touch their toes which makes total sense, right? We're, we're constantly tightening our hamstrings and our lower body as we run. Um, it doesn't have to be anything complicated, complicated or crazy or fancy. Um, it can be 15 to 20 minutes a day and it, it makes an incredible difference. The, the key is consistency. You can't do yoga once a week or once in a while for 15 minutes and expect to, to find, a, find those benefits. Same thing like you couldn't run once a week and expect to, be, expect to run a marathon you know, in six months. Nice. So that's actually good to hear because there's a chance, there's a chance that I can consider taking up some yoga if you tell me I could get it done in 15 to 20 minutes. And the other thing is that that's consistent, honestly, with a lot of the literature out there in terms of improving muscle length and stretching. They found that shorter duration more frequently throughout the week actually has a better benefit than like one long session. And I've talked about this before in previous episodes and many runners, I feel like have that approach that, Hey, I'm going to do my running this day. I'm going to maybe cross train and I'm going to run, you know, three to four days a week. I'm going to cross train one day and I'm going to do one day of yoga or one day of stretching. Mm -hmm. And I always try to promote more of that frequently throughout the week in order to get those long-term changes. So that is, I'm happy to hear that that you're telling me that I can do yeah. this in 15 to 20 minutes. So let me just catch up on comments because you guys are coming on strong. <laughs> uh, Melissa's here on the live. Thank you, Melissa, for joining. Uh, Trisha's here. Thank you for joining. And so Melanie did comment and I lost that comment, but I know she did comment that she has been doing um, yoga before and she notices that she's run faster and that she's felt stronger. Um, when she does consistently practice yoga, that it's easier and faster for her. Yeah. Um, so I Kevin, Kevin, thank you for joining. So Kevin, uh, his question is how often should I incorporate yoga into my half marathon training? I am training four days a week with a long run on the weekend. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's going to really depend, right? So I, I think one of, and this was kind of the mental benefits or kind of softer benefits of yoga that I didn't actually touch on yet. Um, I think one of the things that yoga is really great on and has helped me personally is build up and understand a little bit more of my own personal intuition. So having an idea of when my body is too tired, actually listening to that and honoring that and say, you know what, maybe I'm not going to do a 10 mile run today. Um, so I think for me, something that's, that's been something that yoga has been in like 
invaluable for. I, I value that more than anything that it's given me. Um, so when you're thinking about, you know, your training, um, I personally, I, I typically run four days a week. That's kind of my sweet spot. If I'm doing more than that, I, I'm typically getting really tired and, and, and not feeling my best. Um, so I would probably be doing yoga four times a week and that maybe not every day that I'm running. Um, but because I've been doing it so long, I have that kind of stamina with it built up. Um, you know, I wouldn't recommend doing yoga on the same same day you do a long run. You know, that can be a, a lot unless you're specifically doing a really restorative class. And by restorative, I mean you're not even getting up off of your back. You're you're lying down for the majority of class. Um, but you can kind of sprinkle it in either before your workout. So you can do 15 to 20 minutes both before a run, or you can do 15 to 20 minutes after a run as like a kind of cool down. Um, you can sprinkle it in on days that you're not running at all. So instead of going for a running, kind of getting your cardio up, you can use it as a cross-training um, session there where you're maybe doing an hour-long um, vinyasa class, which is a kind of general, um, you know, open level, one breath, one movement type of class, um, and kind of use that as your workout for the day instead of going for a run. Um, but really, it's ultimately going to come down to how are you ultimately feeling? If, if you're feeling exhausted that week, um, because you've been running so much leading up to that particular week, then you're going to cut things out, and, and yoga is not going to be something that you're going to add onto your plate and make you feel more tired with. Nice. Nice. So Sundar says that he currently uh, does yoga once a week for 30 to 40 minutes. He's kind of asking similar question on how often should I do um, the yoga? So he's basically doing one session of 30 to 40 minutes. Do you feel so I guess maybe I'll kind of get a little bit deeper. Yeah. So would you recommend that frequency for Sundar? Or let's just assume he's not doing any other stretching at all. And now I know you said they're strengthening, but I know, I know Sundar does strengthening too. Mm -hmm. So he's already doing some strengthening in his program. And let's assume he's not doing any other flexibility work. Let's just assume that. Uh, would you recommend he kind of break this up or would you maybe try to have him do two more days of let's say a 15 or 20 minute session? Yeah. So I'm always going to err on the side of more yoga. I don't think more yoga is ever going to hurt somebody unless they're like literally not listening to their body, like I mentioned. So obviously the physical practice of yoga can become a lot when you're running so much, but all of the other kind of pieces of yoga, the benefits that you're going to get out of yoga, you can never, you can never do too much yoga. Um, so my recommendation and, and kind of what I practiced the first time that I was training with a half marathon and, and kind of um, doing yoga throughout, I was doing yoga five days a week and I was running three to four days a week. Um, and again, those yoga practices varied there were some days where I did very challenging practices and I was kind of using it as like a, um, a workout because I didn't want to go for a run or running wasn't on my schedule. And then there were other practices where I did for 15, 20 minutes before or after my run, just because I needed to stretch and some, you know, I just needed to get some other movement other than running. Um, my kind of thought behind yoga and, and kind of maintaining the flexibility and the, the openness I built in my body and my breath because of yoga, I aim to do it you know, six to seven days a week, um, but then honor my body. And sometimes I only do it four to five days a week. Or, so it, it really, it really depends. There's no like perfect science, but, uh, you know, to say there's a, you know, certain number of days a week, that's going to get you the maximal benefits with yoga. Um, but I do think, you know, stepping on your mat or stepping into a dedicated space for at least, you know, five to 10 minutes a week, even if it's just to find some, some breath work or to find some easy stretches that you can incorporate, incorporate into a yoga sequence is ultimately going to make you feel better in the long run than if you do, um, you know, one session once a week for, you know, an hour or even less. 
Nice. Excellent. So I just want to acknowledge those of you who are jumping in here on the live, just type in live. Let me know you're here. I see there are people here, but I don't know who you are until you uh, put something in the comment box there and <laughs> feel free to answer or ask any questions uh, for Rachel regarding implementing yoga with running. So we've kind of addressed a couple of uh, questions off the bat in terms of how frequently we should do this. How long does it take? Kevin says, thank you very much, Rachel. Uh, you answered a few of his Yay. other questions as well. So that is awesome. And Crystal says, uh, yes, you can, has, has helped me so much. So she kind of is a big proponent of yoga. I remember she was excited to hear that we were doing this topic uh, yes. tonight. <laughs> so that's great. So let's get into faster. Everyone wants to run faster, yeah. <laughs> typically, right? And that could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. So think mm -hmm. about what we've talked about with training and even our interview with Steve Carmichael. He talked about uh, some of that in terms of how much training load we're adding. Yeah. But can yoga make you faster as a runner? Yeah, absolutely. And I can say over, you know, I started running, what did I say, 2015, uh, 2016 with the Iris Run for Refugees. I think that first race to the last Iris race that I ran, I mean, I PR'd so hard compared to my first one. Um, you know, running or yoga is going to help your running. Again, it's one of those things where you can't do yoga once and expect you to be faster. It is something that is needs to be consistent and it's going to happen over time. Um, I think the main way is that I've seen this really support my running and, and really help make me faster is my posture. So a lot of yoga poses um, support your kind of deep core muscles. So not necessarily like your six pack abs, but kind of the muscles that really support your spine and help you stand up straight. Um, and so much of that helps in running, keeping your yourself moving forward and kind of supporting yourself as you're, you're running. Um, but then also helping with breathing. I think that's been the other really big piece that, that running or that yoga helps with um, that connection into your breath and really understanding how to breathe um, is so important, particularly when you're like at mile 12 of a half marathon and you're just exhausted or you're running hogs back half and like running up the hill to the finish line, um, you know, being able to kind of tap into that deep, powerful breath um, really is going to help you tap into your speed and, and get that done. Wow. No, that is, wow. You're like selling me on yoga right now. Yes. You don't understand. <laughs> if you tell me that I can improve my breathing as a runner so I could actually run faster and not get short of breath on those hills or not get short of breath during the last you know mile or two of a half, um, I will be a very happy, happy yeah. person. So, so one of the things that, yeah. oh, sorry, one of the things that I noticed as I was going through my yoga teacher training and I was kind of diving deeper into yoga is runners are such mouth breathers. We breathe in and out of our mouth all the time. And I think it's just natural. Like as we're running, obviously we are trying to suck in as much air as we possibly can. Um, but breathing through your mouth, like that's not what your mouth is for. It's not what it was built to do. It's not efficient. Um, and one of the things that in yoga, there is something called ujjayi breath, which is breathing in through your nose and breathing out through your nose. Um, and that practice has really helped me to, I think, build my lung capacity and be able to breathe deeply through my nose. So when you're kind of going through those really tough moments where breathing just gets harder and harder, being able to tap into that and still breathe in through your nose and out through your nose rather than mouth breathing um, has been pretty transformative. Yeah, no, that, that is 
I never knew that, honestly, you can breathe in and out of your nose. It's loud and people sometimes look at you like, what's wrong with you? Why are you breathing like that? My husband constantly is asking me like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm literally just breathing. Like I'm fine, but I'm just, I'm deeply breathing. Right. Oh my goodness. But I love what you said about the deep core too, because that, that kind of correlates with a lot of what we work on from a physical therapy standpoint mm -hmm. and especially patients who have low back pain or who have hip pain you know we're always working those deeper core muscles so whether it's your hip stabilizers whether it's your transverse abdominis which is like a sheet like muscle that's underneath mm -hmm. that six pack muscle that Rachel was talking about that everyone wants to get a better six pack it's those deeper muscles that actually stabilize your spine so you know for those of you definitely who have had achy backs, low back pain, you know, strengthening those deeper core muscles are so important as well as improving your posture for running. Like Rachel was talking about, if you're kind of hunched over, number one, you're not going to be able to take in as much air as well and breathe because yeah. you're not in a good position. But if you don't have that core stability and kind of total core and those deeper muscles, then that is going to make you more, or it's going to make you less efficient as a runner. So I love that yoga addresses that as well. So I, I like that from the postural standpoint, as well as kind of the breathing you talked about. For me, I see that, yes, that can actually improve my speed. If I improve those two areas, and honestly, those are my weaknesses. I'll be the first <laughs> to tell you, it's never my legs. My legs are never sore toward the end of a race. They're never fatigued. It's always my breathing and my wind. Like I just can't. Yeah get enough wind. Um, so, all right. Uh, man, whew, you're, you're selling me. <laughs> all right. So let's get into, so we talked about if it can make us uh, faster as a runner. Now, what about the types of yoga? And I've heard some different, I don't even know the names of them, but I've heard them mentioned a lot. Before, <laughs> and you've kind of said a couple of terms today that I had no clue what you said, uh, <laughs> but it can be overwhelming. So how yeah. Do I know what type of yoga I should do if I want to improve my running and be, be a little faster as a runner and more efficient as a runner? Yeah, um, there are so many different types of yoga. There's you know, Bikram, Ashtanga, there's Vinyasa, there's Hatha, there's, you know, there's literally everybody has their own style of yoga. So it, it, this isn't going to be the type of question where you walk away and you're going to be like, all right, I'm looking for like this particular type of yoga. Um, again, I think it really comes down to like, what is your body feeling and what does your body need right now? Um, so the, the vast majority of yoga classes that you'll find at yoga studios um, are Vinyasa classes or Hatha classes. Um, and again, the the idea behind those is one breath, one movement. So most of the time they're, they're pretty fast paced. You're moving um, with the pace of your breath and most people breathe pretty quickly. Um, those are the classes that I tend to teach. So again, one breath, one movement, um, <clears throat> you tend to move pretty quickly. Um, but there's also lots of other, I mean, people swear up and down on hot yoga and power yoga. Um, there's a time and a place for that. They're not my favorite as a runner. I don't, I don't tend to do those a lot um, because I don't get my power from power yoga. I get my power from going out and running 10 miles. Um, 
but it really depends on how you're feeling. Um, I think as runners, the, the most valuable yoga classes you're going to find are things like slow flow classes where you're not moving quickly, but you're moving slowly and mindfully and really getting into kind of those deeper spaces in the core, in the hips, in the legs, um, moving into more restorative practices. So thinking about yin classes, yin or another, I love yin classes. Um, yin classes are essentially um, more of what people think about in yoga. So the stretchy type of yoga where you're, you're stretching, but um, poses are often held anywhere between, you know, a couple minutes and 15 minutes. They can be held for a really long time. So think about, you know, really, really deep hip opening poses where you're kind of stretching out the muscles of the hip, but you're doing it for a very long time and kind of melting into that. Um, my favorite types of classes, hands down. And then things like restorative um, classes where you're literally just, um, so very similar to yin, but kind of more passive where you're kind of just allowing yourself, your body to open up over things like props and bolsters um, and really just allowing the body to open. So I just taught a class um, uh, yesterday, yesterday is yesterday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, on, you know, using a ball to help roll out muscles and so using a ball to help roll out the muscles of the calf that can be very restorative. Um, so, you know, kind of like foam rolling, but within a yoga class. Nice. Excellent. So Liz uh, says maybe my yoga mat won't gather as much dust anymore. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and Crystal says body flow. Is body flow one of the things you just kind of mentioned? Is that a form of uh, yoga? I've actually never heard of body flow, but okay. like I said, there, everyone can, I mean, everyone has their own kind of brand of yoga. I mean, so if, when you're thinking about um, power yoga, there's a thousand different types of kind of branded power yogas. There's Baptiste yoga, there's um, core power yoga. There's like all of these different kind of trademark types of yoga that people have put together and kind of called their own, um, which is so why it's so hard to say like this one type of yoga is exactly what a runner needs because everyone has their different spin on it, right? Somebody who takes a class with me um, might love my class but they might hate another class or vice versa. They might love, um, you know, Connecticut power yoga, but they might not enjoy my type of class because it's not that type of yoga, um, which is another reason why I think runners can um, find a lot of challenge in finding the right yoga class for them. Because I think for us, we're so accustomed to just getting outside and running. We don't have to make any decisions. We don't have to know if we like anything. The biggest kind of problem we have is whether or not we like our shoes and whether or not we want to try a different type of shoe or what route are we going to run. Um, but with yoga, it does usually take a little bit of time to find a teacher that you connect with. I think that's kind of the biggest piece in finding a yoga class that's going to be helpful for you is finding a teacher who you connect with, who you really like, and who kind of understands your body situation and kind of what you're looking to get out of your practice. Um, and then figuring out the type of yoga that you want to do. It, it's a process. It's not something that you can just like open up the internet and be like, I'm going to do that class and I'm going to do it forever and that's going to be my favorite thing in the entire world just it, it takes a little bit of time and experimenting and practice to find it yeah so if you're if you try a class and you don't necessarily like it that doesn't mean you should put the kibosh on exactly in general okay the, the first time i took a yoga class was actually um I want to say it must have been 2013. Um, and I walked out of that class going, I am never doing this again. That was absolutely awful. Like I had no idea what she was telling me to do. And, you know, look at me now, six years later or eight years later, I'm, um, you know, a yoga teacher. So it, you know, don't, um, don't give up if you take a class with somebody and you really, really didn't like it. Um, and you can always give that feedback to a teacher. I think one of the things that most yoga teachers really value is, you know, what they 
can bring to their students. So if they kind of know what people do and do, don't like, that's really helpful, obviously in a constructive way, in a way that's really nice. But um, the other, like the big thing that I think is really valuable is finding a teacher that you can connect with. Yeah, and uh, Crystal agrees with your point. She says the teacher is huge. Um, also, so body flow is the combination of yoga with Pilates. Oh, okay. So that yeah, is so branded as body flow. Yep. So that makes sense. And I know there's a lot of that type of stuff coming out. So I know one of the um, local studios in the Stanford area where I am, it does the yoga, yoga and body weight or not body weight, um, yoga and weight. So it's like half yoga, but then you're also like weightlifting in it. So like everybody kind of has their own spin. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that one for runners, particularly if you're like deep into half or marathon training, that's probably a little bit too much for your body. Um, or who knows, maybe it's not, it's one of those things where you're going to have to truly listen to yourself and be like, is this what my body needs right now? Right. Yeah. And that's what I got out from what you said before. And your explanation was great because I think it was kind of going back to Kevin's question too, is I think you need to evaluate your overall training and, and what your goals are and what are you looking for? So if you are doing a heavy duty training program and you're also strength training two to three times a week in the gym, you know, maybe not doing that yoga that contains strength training element or, you know, the hot yoga as you call it. Now is the hot, hot the hot, I know a couple of people have mentioned that they like love that. Some of the people oh like God. either love it, but is that um, Bikram or no? That's so not yeah, it's, it's a, so Bikram is uh, kind of the original hot yoga and then there okay. are kind of spinoffs off, off of that. So they're all a little bit different, but Bikram I think is kind of the, the foundation for it. Um, and there's a time and a place for it. I love hot yoga in the winter when I'm freezing and I'm like constantly trying to warm up. Um, but 99% of the time, if you if you see me in a hot class, I am just like laying on the mat sweating and I'm just like not moving because it that's really hard for me for whatever reason that type of yoga does not settle well with me so I I, I don't do it very often. But man, they're they're they have a following and people love that and that's great. Right, exactly, and yeah. that's that's what it's about, right? Everything isn't for everyone. Um, just like when we talked about our running shoe exactly. uh, talk a couple of weeks ago. So Trisha says, as you said about breathing through your nose, which is what she learned through Bikram helps her calm herself down um, while running and it keeps her to control her heart rate. Yeah. So I was actually just, as you were that. talking about that, I was like, I'm going to mention this. Um, so one of my favorite things to do is, I mean, I think we've all probably got our Garmin or our watch that, you know, tells us everything. Um, if you look at your heart rate and then just close your eyes and breathe in and out through your nose for about four or five breaths, and then look down at your heart rate again, it, it does drop there. There is a connection with your breathing and your body. And I think that was, I mean, we did that in our yoga teacher training every time before we got settled in and we got started for the day. I mean, and, and I just found that so valuable like you can really control the physical state of your body to a degree, right? Not, not entirely, um, just by connecting into your breath and just taking a moment to breathe. And that's, it's just so powerful. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a great, great point. Um, and thank you, Trisha, for adding in your experience, <laughs> uh, with yoga as well. So my background is more of a quote unquote gym rat. And started in, <laughs> in college, you know, going to the gym, working out, going to the gym probably four to five days a week, and then eventually strength trained, you know, three times a week, and then became that adult onset runner. So for me, you know, I guess I've always thought about yoga as stretching. And you've brought up a lot of great points today uh, that I really, I, I need to start doing some yoga. So now I've come to this realization, <laughs> but 
my schedule is like pretty darn tight, like juggling a lot of things going on. And I need to get my three days in the gym, you know, in my home now doing the spark fitting <laughs> um, three days a week. And I need to still run four to five days a week yeah. or six days, some weeks. Um, so how do I balance all that? How do I balance yoga with running? If someone's yeah. got a busy schedule. So definitely start small. I would say start with those like 10 to 20 to 30 minute classes. Don't start out with those full length classes because that's ultimately what's going to zap you and make you feel like this isn't something that you want to do. Um, I think one of the things, the easiest ways to incorporate yoga into kind of your running routine is to pair it up before or after a class. And there's benefits to both. There's no kind of like right or wrong answer there. Um, if you're doing yoga beforehand, you're kind of warming up the muscles and getting them ready for your run. So in theory, hopefully you're not getting as tight throughout the run. Um, and then if you do it after yoga, you know, you're kind of using it as that kind of post-stretch kind of experience. Um, but it comes down to, again, listening to your body. I mean, if you feel like running more then run more, but give yourself some grace to incorporate some yoga. If you have a week where you're feeling like, God, I'm just so exhausted. I've been running so much and I want to take a little bit of a break. You can take a break and do yoga instead. And you can find the right type of yoga class to kind of supplement or replace a run. Um, but it really comes down to making sure you want to do it and not forcing yourself to do it. Cause the second you force yourself to do yoga or force yourself to do anything, you're going to just instantly kind of hate it and, and re reject it. Um, so really just find the way that you can find yoga and want to do it. So if that's doing it 10 minutes a day for three days a week, great, start there. That will naturally maybe want you to, to do some more of it. So it'll kind of naturally start to grow on you. Um, and then maybe you start extending times, so maybe you start doing more of it. Um, you know, it's, it's really gonna be kind of an exploration to see, you know, how exactly you balance it. But my, my biggest advice is don't force it and kind of try to bake it in with your runs. I think that is great advice. Great advice. Um, so Trisha says that she did two different 20 minute yoga videos while working today uh, after a 6am workout. Uh, and you killed your <laughs> workout this morning, Trisha. Um, so it is a non run day. And Melanie says she set a goal for 100 miles in May. That is awesome, Melanie. Awesome. Um, so yoga will be her friend. Yes. So talking absolutely. about that recovery, uh, your muscles will need it. So now we're in the final stretch here. There's like the, the final stretch, maybe you're static stretching after your, yeah. you know, your run. So if you could change one thing about the misconception of yoga, what would that be? is that it's literally just stretching and that is all you are going to get from it. I mean, yes, you are going to stretch. You are going to feel, <laughs> you're going to feel stretched out and it, that you're going to get that from it. Um, but you are also going to get so much more from it. You're going to get some of those mental benefits. You're going to feel better in your body, both mentally and physically. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I've gotten out of yoga is just that intuition, that understanding of my own body and being able to know when to back off running and know when I can kind of dive a little bit deeper and kind of drive a little bit harder. Um, you're going to get so much more of it than stretching. But again, it's going to be over time. It's not going to happen the very first time you practice yoga. It's going to be something that if you commit to and you find time and space on your mat a couple times a week and, and really stick with it, um, you know, you're going to get way more than a stretch, stretch session, way, way more. Excellent. So we covered so much today. So let's just recap what we covered today. We talked about what yoga is uh, we talked about, is yoga good for running? And we talked about those physical benefits and we mentioned the mental benefits. I'm sure there are probably a ton more mental benefits that we can get into. And we talked about um, 
improving kind of mental mindset with running with our special guest, Irene, um, about five weeks ago. And I'm sure she would agree. And I think she does yoga as well, that the mental side of things and what she sees in her practice as a um, clinical social worker, um, she sees those benefits as well. But also we talked about, can it make you run faster? And I've come to the conclusion you sold me on that. So now, now I'm sold, right? It's all about, you got to get to the why and what's important for people. For me, it's going to be like, if you told me, Dwayne, you know, you just need to become more flexible. That wasn't enough to, to, to no, but if you told me that I can actually run faster and maybe improve my performance on some races that hopefully we will eventually be able to do fingers crossed in 2020, Um, this crazy year of pandemic 2020. But um, so we talked about if it can make you faster. We talked about different types of yoga. That was excellent, actually. It was good to hear the different forms of yoga. And then how do we incorporate it, balance it in with our running? You gave us some great actionable strategies in terms of time. And then also like thinking about how you feel and your body feels. So I'm sure there are going to be many runners who have heard this either on the live or on the replay later down the road within the Healthy Runner Facebook group that um, might want to reach out or have questions about some of the things that you do to help runners. So how can they get in touch with you, Rachel? Yeah. So um, as you mentioned at the very beginning of this, I started um, my own yoga studio. So I know as I was saying all of this, most runners don't want to go to yoga studio. Mine's all online. So you can practice with me anywhere. Um, so it's running asana, um, which again is running and then the, the physical practice, the poses of yoga. Um, so I do teach two free live classes a week. Uh, one, which is, which is focusing on like the runner's body. So we did a week uh, where we focused on the feet. Last week we did ankles and this week we did calves. Um, so you can find me if you go to runningasana.com, you can like the page there. Um, I also have a free Facebook group for the, the um, running asana kind of studio. So that's where I teach the free classes. Um, so I can drop that in the comments, I believe. So that way you guys can find it. Um, and you guys can find me there. I do teach full live classes as well. Kind of. So if you, you want to jump up to an hour class and give it a try, um, you can certainly do that. I also have an online library of classes that I'm building. Um, just started. So there's not a ton there, but, um, those are going to be the shorter classes that I think most runners are going to be looking for right away. Um, as they're looking to get into yoga. Um, so it's going to be like an on-demand library. Awesome. No, that's yes. great. And yes, please in the comment box, please drop your Facebook group. And I've been a member of that um, just recently. And I like some of the the content that you're putting in there, I think is very helpful. And so those, there are some free videos that we can do if we wanted to kind of start sampling and like, I wanted to sample. Yeah, there's a couple. um, So I've been doing two free classes a week and and they're anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes. I've been trying to keep them really short. Um, One is Thursday mornings at 730. So um, that is kind of like a rise and shine flow. And then the other one, as I mentioned, it was the the runner's body series, which is at Sundays at 215. And that's focusing on different parts of the body. Um, So those classes are in there. And then again, there's that kind of on demand live studio or, or studio online. Um, and then I will say I am actually kind of planning um, uh, what, what I'm calling a track workout, um, but it's going to be kind of a yoga challenge where we do, uh, a, you know, eight days of yoga for um, 13 minutes a day. So I'm going to post more information about that. I haven't shared that with anyone yet. So you guys are getting a little bit of a preview of that. I'm still working out some of the kinks on what that's going to look like. Um, but it's, I'm really hoping it's going to be a way to get folks interested in yoga, giving them a small taste of it, right? 13 minutes is not a lot a day. Um, so it's going to be an opportunity to, to get a taste of it and hopefully be able to dive in a little bit deeper after that. 
I like that. Yes, I think that will help me be able to <laughs> actually be consistent and take <laughs> take it up. You know, seriously, because this is something that I've known for quite some time, but I really wasn't educated. You've enlightened me a lot today. And I really have come to the conclusion that I can help, but I, this would be a way that I would be able to actually do it consistently. And everything that I preach about training and strengthening and all of that with, you know, running, it would actually help me be able to actually implement that as well. So I think that's great that you're doing that for folks. Um, So guys, if you have found any of this talk helpful with Rachel, please hit that like, hit the love button. If you're here live or watching the replay on Facebook, show her some love uh, and appreciation that she took time out of her day to come on with us today and share this knowledge and expertise that she has for yoga. Also, please, please, if you do have any running friends of yours who were like me and were really (laughs) uh, not knowledgeable about yoga or who you think uh, would like to learn a little bit more about yoga, you can you know tag them in this video, share it with them. Once we post it on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel, you can share that link with them um, as well as share the podcast episode. So everyone who jumped here on the live, I really appreciate you guys. You guys came on strong for Rachel. So I appreciate thanks, you guys. guys. Uh, thank <laughs> you for coming on here. Those of you watching on YouTube, thanks for watching. Those of you listening to the podcast. Hopefully you're getting a great run, a nice socially distant run during these difficult times right now. The best time to listen to a podcast about yoga. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, So remember every Monday night we go live at 8 p.m. within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So keep us in mind in your schedule so you can get all of your questions answered. So thanks again, Rachel. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. All right. And thank you guys. Remember, stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you, and I hope you got a lot of value out of it. And I hope that becoming a healthy runner is as exciting for you as it is for me. I hope you can see that this podcast can not only benefit your running, but your overall health as well. If I said something that resonated with you, then jump over to our free Facebook group called Healthy Runner. I give live trainings in there every single week to the hundreds of members. I answer questions directly in there and absolutely love hearing the takeaway and wins that you have from this show. More on the show at sparkyourtraining.com for our latest articles, resources, and specific exercise videos I mentioned in the show. You can also head over to any of my social media accounts at sparkyourtraining where I include lots of free content for all the ideas I talked about in the show. If you have learned anything from this podcast, I would really appreciate if you headed over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and rated and reviewed it as well as pass it along to your runner friends so they can have the same tools and ideas that you now have. If you have any questions, suggestions, and show ideas, the best way to reach out is through your favorite social media platform. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Now it's time to strap in and get ready for the next episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast.